Blog Talk Radio.
from Alderman Pat Dow telling us basically to get on top of this. And she has been a stalwart supporter. And Alderman Dow, and this is not a political speech, this is, a, this is just fact. She is pro-minority, pro-people. And she was insistent that our project have minority women business owners involved. And it got tight a couple of times because it was hard to find, but we found. But we just wanted to say, Alderman, that we are just so grateful. Um, I've had the privilege of knowing Sister Dow, not personally, personally, but as the assistant pastor of Metropolitan Community Church under Pastor Perry. And so uh, she was very supportive and has always been very supportive of Metropolitan. And so I was looking forward to that same support when I came over here because she has been involved. And we just can't, we just can't thank you enough. What we will say is that you are always in our thoughts and our prayers, because we know that you have a, a, a challenging job. Uh, uh, myself and, and Stanley and some others were down in, uh, in the chambers, and I'm like, I don't know how they do it here. We learned some things. We learned some things. Uh, but we want to give the audience just an opportunity to just bring greetings to Ebenezer. Uh, and we're just grateful for your presence today. It is good to be in the house of the Lord again this morning. It's good to be back at Ebenezer. I have been here for community meetings. I've been here for service before, but I haven't been here under the leadership of my friend, Pastor Person. I congratulate you on four years and, 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 and more to go, right? Um, I also want to acknowledge Pastor Baltrick. Um, I haven't had an opportunity to personally thank you for the opportunity to speak before you and others as I was making a run for Congress. Although it didn't work, I appreciated the opportunity that you heard me, and thank you so much. I'm looking forward to your message this morning. I'm glad to be here, um, not just to celebrate Pastor Person, but to know that Ebenezer is in good hands under his leadership, that to be able to get a almost a million-dollar grant from the city of Chicago for a church is unusual, unusual. And that that's because of his leadership, because of the history and the legacy of this great church and being in a historic community on this corner, of being able to not just serve within this building, but to be able to serve outside the walls of the church. All of this is so important. I'm glad to have the opportunity. I'm thankful to God for the opportunity to be able to lead in this position. I look forward to working with you, Reverend Person, as you move this church forward. And please support him in every, every way that you can. It is extremely important because our communities are under attack. And we have to make sure that we stand strong 
against all the elements that are coming before us that seek to destroy all that's been built in this great city. So um, I'm going to make one political announcement. I'm just asking you to go out and vote on April 4th. April 4th is significant because it's the day that Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated. And there's something special about what's going on now. But we have to take advantage of this moment. And so I'm here to celebrate, to uh, just listen to the Word of God, and I appreciate you all for taking the time to hear me this morning. Thank you all so much. Thank you, Pastor. We thank the owner for those very kind words. Um, and I will say, it certainly took a team to get to where we are. There were a lot of people, a lot of people that we owe gratitude to. You know who you are. I'm not calling names because I will forget names and then I'll be in trouble. So those of you who have done so much, we salute you. It was indeed a team effort. Let's continue with worship this morning. He has met 
much to keep I have. I have never died so to say, fitted for the sky to serve the present age of my calling to fulfill. And all my power engage I'll do God's holy will. One day, one day, I was living in sin, and Jesus reached out and picked me in. He filled my heart with love, and God wrote my name above, all of my head, all of my head. A charge to keep I am. I have a God to glorify. I have a never dying soul to save. Get it for the sky. Oh, my help. 
Everybody agree that all your help, I see a few witnesses know that all of their help comes from the Lord. Amen. Amen. If I may, before we get up and greet our guests, Pastor Person, you made an announcement that we knew was coming. Those of us in leadership, we knew it was coming. And I, I, I have to say, I'm somewhat shocked at the response. Because the the, the the Powerball last night, I think, was 40 or 50 million. Y'all still see me, so I obviously didn't win. I'm... But my, 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 my I don't want to say complaint. My issue, y'all know I got issues. My, my issue is that if somebody told me... That I was awarded... $900,000 from this city. I mean, this would not be my reaction. Okay, all right. I just, you know, I don't know. Maybe when we, you know. Let's shoot for two million next time. What's what's the max amount? Maybe maybe we get a different. Cause see, y'all don't know the back work that went into it. I know he said, don't you know? I y'all don't know the back work. Cause see, I had to live with the back work. Y'all don't know the the. You know, I I, I left the room during the conference call. I don't want to hear none of this. I, I don't want to talk. I, I, yeah, I had to. I was yeah. So y'all just don't know. So if it was me, you know, I'm just saying. If maybe maybe when, maybe when it actually hit the account, maybe that's when you know, when it hit. You know, I don't know. I don't know. You know what it is when we hit the account. We bring the screen out, let them see it, and then maybe maybe got some promises in the room. They gotta. I ain't gonna believe it till I touch the hole in the. Okay. All right. All right. Y'all stop. Y'all stop. All right. 
All right. It's, it's time to get up and, let me, you know, stretch your legs, get up and greet our guests this morning. Get up and hug. Look, watch this. Touch. High-five somebody. Fist bump. If you want to hug, look, I'm prayed up. I'm a hug. Fist bump. Whatever. Hug somebody that you haven't hugged in a while. Go greet our guests and our visitors that are in the house today. Hug somebody else in the church. Not just the folks you talk to, even the ones that you don't. Amen. Come on and greet up and greet our guests. Come on, musicians. Give us some good greeting. Walk around. <laughs> Music. Amen. Amen. Thank you. 
way back. Amen. I, I said we were going to go around and greet, not meet. We, all right. Come on. We, we went around to greet each other. Come on. We, we can fellowship afterwards. Come on. Amen. 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 And if you lost the ring, it looks antiquish. If you lost the ring, we're going to leave it sitting up here on the uh, pulpit area up here. And if you lost the ring, amen. As we get ready to come on back, amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for those of you who went and, and hugged and dabbed and went and sat back down. Amen. Amen. When y'all saw the aldermen sit down, y'all should have been sitting too. Amen. 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 <laughs> Amen. The aldermen sat down. The pastor them sat back down. Y'all having church meetings. And... Y'all pray for me. Pray for me. Amen. Amen. Since everybody's in a good mood, amen, it's the best time to say it's offering time, huh? It, oh, don't get quiet now. Amen. It's offering time. It's offering time. Let me help y'all out. The, the project was 1.2. They gave us nine. That's okay. All right. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. That's all right. Woo. We got company. I'm going to act right. Amen. 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 The project was 1.2. They gave us nine. We still got work to do. Amen. 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 And thank you. Thank you. Let me say thank you, first of all, to everybody who has uh, held up their commitment. Thank you so much. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. To those of you, give yourselves a hand. Amen. For those of you who made a commitment back in 2022 of what you were going to do and you have kept your commitment and give yourself a hand for those of you who are still in the process of making your commitment. Amen. 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 Because you went above and beyond and we are grateful for you. Amen. But it is offering time. It is offering time. It's that time of the service where if you don't get to come up here and sing and preach and do whatever, you can worship in this way because giving is a form of worship. Amen. So look here. There are five ways for you to give. Five ways for you to give. You can give online. I'm sorry. Several ways. Online at EbenezerBronzeville.org. Right there. EbenezerBronzeville.org. Hit the Give Now button. Hit the Give Now button. For those of you at home, you can see it on your screen. All the ways are there for you. You can also give via mobile or text to give. That phone number is 312-779-0146. Again, 312-779-0146. 312-779-0146. You can also give via mail or drop your gift off right here at 4501 South Vincennes Avenue, Chicago, Illinois, 60653. Lord. Amen. Amen. You can also give me a sale. You can give me a sale or a quick pay. 773-960-9028. Again, 773-960-9028. If you are in the house and you need more of that digital information, just raise your hand. Our ushers will be glad to give that to you. Amen. Let us pray for our offering. Amen. Father God, we thank you this morning. Lord God, we thank you just for being a good God. God, we thank you for being a provider. God, we thank you, God, for just being who you are. Lord God, we ask now that you would bless this offering, God. 
continue to give us what we need so we can do the work that you have placed before us. God, multiply it even 100-fold on today. Bless both the gift and the giver. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Every heart said amen. 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 again for your continued stewardship. We thank you. Amen. We always want to acknowledge those who have asked for prayer. And our prayer list, as you all know, has is extensive. It's some weeks with some weeks there's a name missing, some weeks there's two names added and we just go with the floor. And as I tell you quite often, everybody on the list ain't sick. Some folks just want some additional prayer. Some folks just want you to speak to God on their behalf. Amen? Amen. And 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 I, we would be remiss if we did not go through these names. So our, our prayer list, we're praying for Lindsay Mayfield, Marguerite Jones, the mother of Reginald Jones. We're praying for Doris Robinson cousin of Beverly Spencer who will be going traveling down there soon or over there soon I should say Deacon Chester Coleman Elise and Willie Grant Alfred Moore Kenneth Sexton son of Vivian Pete Al and Mary Burton Shirley Anderson Sarah Phillips Mary Alexander Reverend James Thompson Albert Cheney son of Rita Cheney Bernetta Pearson mother of Dr. Pamela Person Michael Jones Jr. Deacon James Smith, who is in the building today. God bless you, sir. Ernestine Rowe, Lily Turner, Brenda Love, Laney Elms, Myrtle Gunn, Minnie Peggs, John Butts, Tamara Ransaw, Terrell Blevins, Sadie Turner, sister of Nancy Wade, Leonard Tolbert, Marlena Jackson, who had a successful procedure this past week. God bless you. Willie Wyndham, brother Bernice Johnson, Brenda and Charles McLogan, McLaughlin, sorry. Sister and brother-in-law of Dorothy Gibson, Algeria Williams, cousin of Vivian Taylor, Mary Cosby, and John Lewis. We're also praying this morning for uh, the family of 
Usher, sister Patricia Hatcher passed away. We're praying for Angela Williams, daughter of Usher, sister Patricia Hatcher. So you guys know her memorial service will be this sun, this Saturday, this coming Saturday at Ebenezer. Uh, the 18th visitation will be at 10 a.m. And then followed by a memorial service right here uh, at Ebenezer Missionary Baptist Church. So keep that fam- keep the Hatcher family pleased in your prayer. And then also we want to announce, if you did not know, that the uh, Sister Rosetta Russell made her transition and those arrangements are pending. I would say this. And I'll do a quick prayer, Pastor, just because I feel compelled to. We will, you should always pray when somebody asks you. Amen. Amen. I don't know if you ever, folk know, if folk know you go to church, they have a tendency to come to you and say, can you pray for me? And I, I'm guilty because sometimes I say, yeah, you know what, I, I, I'll do it. And then I run off because I'm doing 50 million things and then I never do it. So when we have an opportunity to pray for somebody, it, 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 takes, it takes you 30 seconds. It takes you 45 seconds. It might take you shorter amount of time than that. But if you, have an op- if you know you have God's ear, ah, how about that? If you know you have God's ear, you should pray every opportunity you get. We're going to just pray for these people and anybody else you can stand if you feel, like, feel the need to stand. We're not going to come down to the altar today for sake of time, but we believe God is everywhere. Father God, we thank you. God, we thank you, God, again, just for being who you are. God, we thank you for this, another Sunday, that we have the opportunity to come into your place and space. God, we're thanking you right now, God, for these names that are on this list. God, you know what they stand in need of. God, we're praying, God, for families who are are mourning right now. God, we're praying for those who are grieving right now. God, we're praying and we're lifting them up to you right now. God, we recognize that we don't know the day or the time when we're going to leave this place. So, God, while we're here, we're going to give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. God, we're lifting up our church to you on today. So many are on this list, God. They might be standing in the need of a financial blessing, a spiritual blessing, God, a a health and wellness check, God. Whatever it is, they might be in need of, God. We're asking and praying right now on their behalf. God, there's so many standing right now in your sanctuary today. God, you know what they stand in need of. You know what their heart's desire is. God, and we're praying that if it be in your will on today, God, we, we declare it so right now, God. God, before we sit on today, God, we want to give a special prayer, God, for caregivers right now, God. We want to keep them lifted up, God, because, God, the arduous task that they have on a day-to-day basis, God, can be overwhelming. So we want to continue to lift them up to you even on today, God. God, we want to lift up our educators, God. We want to lift up our politicians, God. We want to lift up any and everybody, God, who stands in need of you right now. God, we just want to say we love you. We honor you on today. We pray now in the mighty name of Jesus. Every heart said amen. 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 Oh, amen. We're going to have uh, Miss, do a quick announcement. Uh, where is Miss Rose? Where is she at? And Takari. Come on up down here.
I'm back to you, Pastor. Ah, me would like to encourage you with one of David's songs. Psalm 27 and 5. It says, For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his provision. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set be up upon a rock. Because, Pastor, on Christ the solid rock you stand all of the ground. On, on Christ, Christ the solid rock I stand all of the ground. Is sinking sand all on the ground is sinking sand on Christ the Good morning, Ebenezer family. To Pastor Person, I wanted to take this small opportunity to tell you, Pastor, congratulations and thank you so much for showing your support to young people like me and showing us that we do have a place here. You give us the time and space to talk about what we want to discuss and what we like, and that is very much appreciated. Thank you very much. Happy anniversary, and I can't wait to see what's next. Good afternoon, I think now. Um, before I read this, I just want to personally, because I don't, I don't get the mic off, <laughs> say thank you so much. It's been a great four years. You guys have been so supportive of me and my family. I thank you. Um, a special thank you. It's been a difficult year for me, and you guys were right there, and I appreciate every call, every letter, every prayer, every package. Uh, I really appreciate it, so thank you so much. Um, I did want to just, we got this letter. This was great, coming up on our anniversary, so I just wanted to read it. It's from 
Morehouse College, the Reverend Daryl N. Person, the historic Ebenezer Missionary Baptist Church. Dear Reverend Person, congratulations. On behalf of President David Anthony Thomas, it is my pleasure to announce that you have been nominated for induction into the Martin Luther King Jr. Board of Preachers at Morehouse College. This is a really special, special honor that he joined a lot of really uh, great preachers, and so we are so proud. I'm so proud of this honor. Um, I hope you will accept this honor and join us for the formal induction ceremony that happens Thursday, April 13th. We'll be there in the Martin Luther King Jr. International Chapel at 11 a.m. This honor can only be consummated with your presence. Thing for our 37th Martin Luther King Jr. College of Ministers and Laity is saving democracy while thriving in the wake of cosmic trauma. We encourage you to invite your peers, ministry staff, lay leaders, and congregation at large to join us for this ceremony in Dr. King's prominent religious memorial. Thank you. Thank you so very much for those tributes. And when we received that letter from Morehouse, it was literally icing on the cake for me, as I am a proud graduate of Morehouse College, class of 1985. However, I walked in 86, but that's another story. It's not wind, it's weather. It's weather. And I want to thank Sister Rose McGee for that wonderful tribute. Uh, and for Stanley singing that um, on Christ. I want to thank Jakari. Um, we want you to always know that you have a voice here. Jakari is my birthday twin, so she has special place in my heart because we are celebrating our births on the same day. Um, I want to introduce our speaker, Rob, bring me that sheet. Thought I had it with me. I want to get it right because Ebenezer, we are blessed today to have in our building who will bring the word. And I'm going to give you a little bits of his bio, which is extensive. He has so many good parts, I don't know which ones to highlight. But let me just say, Ebenezer, it is my privilege to introduce to you and present to others the Reverend Walter R. Baldrick Sr., who is a native of Winston-Salem, North Carolina, where he grew up in the St. James AME Church. Uh, in 1981, the Reverend Baldrick graduated from McCormick Theological Seminary in Chicago with a master's degree in divinity. And in the same year, he was ordained an itinerant elder in the African Methodist Episcopal Church at the 99th session of the Chicago Annual Conference. He has served on the ministerial staff at the Canaan AME Church in Maywood and Coppin Memorial AME Church in Chicago. 
He was assigned to the pastorate of Bethel AME Church at Robbins in September 1982. Uh, Reverend Baldrick was assigned to Bethel AME Church in Evanston in October 1986, completing 18 years of continuous service as pastor. And in October 30, 2004, Reverend Baldrick returned to the historic Coppin AME Coppin Memorial AME Church, where he served previously under the Reverend Charles S. Spivey Jr. as assistant minister from 81 to 82. Uh, and ha Coppin has a rich history in African, African Methodism, provided the AME Church its first general secretary. Uh, Pastor Baldrick led the congregation of Coppin in establishing a joint venture with the Interfaith Housing Development Corporation in the building of Coppin House, a residence for young people aging out of foster care and for grandparents raising their grandchildren. Some other things, other highlights. Right now, he is the presiding elder uh, of the AME Church here in Chicago, where he's responsible for 15 churches. That must be 15 different headaches. I don't know, but, but he is a tremendous tremendous man of God. I've heard him preach on a couple of occasions, and I want to personally thank him for keeping my mama employed at Coppin AME Church, where she served under him as her his minister of music. Uh, minister King, this is one of the best parts. He's a member of the Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. Amen. And he has done much for the House of Alpha. Uh, and again, this is all in his bio. I don't want to read all of it, but he is a tremendous man of God. And I just in, in talking with him, we share many things. House of Alpha. All of his sons are Alpha men. One of his sons went to Morehouse, got great judgment. And when his daughter went to Hampton, great judgment. But we are pleased to have you, sir, at Ebenezer. I know you could have been a lot of different places. You got 15 different churches to choose from. I'm sure you could have preached anywhere you wanted. But you will, your presence here makes this anniversary special. Because I all, often always like to have a seasoned pastor to come and speak to us on anniversary Sunday, particularly pastoral anniversary. Because I know he has the scars I know he has the experiences, and we pray that he will lend and share some of those experiences in his preaching this morning. So after the next uh, musical selection, the next speaking voice you will hear will be that of Reverend Walter Baldrick Sr., presiding elder uh, of Chicago. Ebony, let's, let's welcome him today. <laughs> Troubles say don't last 
coming up the steps and fall, which would have given me a good excuse for uh, not being able to stand here and, and give you a decent message. This pastor done sent me, uh, but he's my brother, so I know that uh, he wouldn't do that to me. Uh, let me just say a few things. First, I'm, I'm glad to be here. I, I, I appreciate and respect the invitation that you've given me, Pastor Person. And uh, it was great because I, just speaking to him over the phone, he had such a genuineness about himself that uh, I, I really appreciate and um, I'm going to forgive you for setting me up. Right. And then uh, when he said, Wilma New Church, and then all I could say was yes, you know. She has just been a gem of a person in my life, and I just want you all to know that. 
You know, I had a I had a habit of not getting along with some ministers of music. I never ever had a crossword with Wilma New Church. She's sweet. She's sweet and adorable. So um, that's another reason I'm fo- going to forgive you, okay? All right. And then uh, Pat Dowell is a woman of integrity. I, uh, when I got sent to Coppin, she invited me to come to her office and Albert Tyson took me to her office. And I said, uh, the woman, I said, what is it that you need from me? She said, I just need you to tell me what you need from me. And I thought she only blessed AME churches. She's been a blessing. She's been a blessing, y'all. She's been a blessing. She's been a blessing to all of us. A genuine blessing. And I thank God uh, for her. Now, um, I've done, done as much as I could to stall. So I guess I better do what the Lord sent me here to do. I um, had a long scripture to be read. I usually do that so that I don't preach long. But since you picked on me, I'm going to do both, all right? Um, There's a word from the Lord. There's a word from the Lord. Like uh, King Jedekiah said to uh, Jeremiah, is there a word from the Lord? Jeremiah was a little bit nervous about responding to him. He said, yeah, there's a word. You just might not like it. But there is a word from the Lord. I just want to reiterate two verses. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Just as he chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world to be holy and blameless before him. This is, he did this solely so that God's own people, he did it just for the praise of his glory. Think on the subject for the praise of his glory. The letter to the Ephesians was written about 30 years after the crucifixion. It was written in order that the church that was having trouble, it was having trouble, that it could put itself back in place. I just want you to know that when you see all hell breaking loose, no matter where it is, the church is responsible. It may not be 
never needs the missionary Baptist church, but you include it because the church of Jesus Christ allows things to get out of hand. God, uh, he, 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 he tried to tell us that he gave us perfect order. He didn't say we're not going to be ups and downs, but he, he always told us that if we would follow his teachings, then things will always settle, settle down on the right side. You know, this scripture, it, it, it disturbs me. It, it, it disturbs me because it's an example why one would choose God, and yet we don't. It disturbs me because we receive enormous blessings, and then we sort of belittle them so quickly. The Apostle Paul, he, he, he had experiences dealing with in environments like this. You know, he, 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 he was... Did his dirt. But when he was converted, he started speaking like a man. It is through human traits that we can see the problems that we have faced. You see, you can predict the unpredictable because it always happens. No matter who the generation is, it happens. We have not learned permanently who's the leader of our life. If we knew that God created us and put us in the Im his own image and that he is the one instructing, that he's the one that got the world in his hand, maybe we won't have this attitude that uh, I, I say, I got mine, you got yours to get. There was a narrative in Matthew's Gospel, 15th chapter, where the lady was trying to get to Jesus because she was hungry, but more importantly, her daughter was sick and ill. And, uh, you know, like we always do, you get a halfway position, you know, then you become the, the God that don't let nobody else into the place. And so she was begging just to talk to Jesus. And the disciples stood in her way. Instead of encouraging her, because she needed Jesus, they, they, they wouldn't let her come to Jesus. And she finally crawled in there and said that my daughter is severely possessed by demons. But I can't get to you, Jesus. So she started crying out, making so much noise. That she disturbed Jesus, and Jesus said to her, what, what, what is it on your mind, lady? She said, I just need some of what you got. 
And Jesus said to her, no, I, I didn't come to look after you. I, I came to look after the, the, the Hebrews, the, those that came before you. I, that's who I came. And she attacked them straight. Even the dogs deserve some crumbs off the table. You see, we can never get so big and high and mighty that we forget where we are. It's clear that the human trait not changed significantly from generation to generation except we see a decline in our now, in our environment. You see, we, 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 we've been so blessed until we think we know just as much as the one who blessed us. You know, that the Paul said, you know, you, you go, this is going to happen. He told us it was going to happen. We just didn't prepare for it. He said, he said that you go, the time's going to come. People are going to have itchy ears, and, and they're going to want to do what they want to do and not what I have asked them to do, says the Lord. And that happens. The church can never be bigger than Christ Jesus. He still is the master for us. The Ephesian letter, written while Paul was in prison, was written not to chastise us, but to challenge us, not to just sit back and relax, and we can see all the hell that's going on around us. Ah. I think the reason things have gotten so bad is because we don't care about people anymore. We don't care that they have to go begging and can't find food for their family. We, we don't care that they don't have a decent place to lay. We don't care that they're so afraid in their, in their own neighborhood that they can't go out. We don't care because we are all right. Well, I'm going to tell you now, I'm not a great preacher, but that kind of attitude to take you straight to hell. I just want you to know that, all right? You see, this letter was trying to convince us that what God has already done for us should be sufficient enough for us to follow his instructions. You see, Paul, Paul addresses the letter. He says, saints of God. He, he's calling on people who have been redeemed. He's calling on people who have had a hard life. He called them saints of God because he knows that what God has done for them, they're going to be thankful. Not regretful. You see, he holds the title of and reserved it, and he called us God's people. That's who we are, God's people. Those who have been faithful, steadfast, and 
dependable, trying to work out their soul's salvation so that they could be an inspiration to the world that we live in today. Until we focus on what God wants us to do, we'll never get things right. Money can't handle our problem, y'all. We, we, we're in a, a battle against things that are far above us. Money won't solve it. But I tell you what, if we do what Jesus Christ has instructed us to do, it'll have a major impact on reducing the things that, that are haunting, that are hunting us in our sleeps at night. We, we, can, we can do this. I'm never going to say the church is, uh, can't handle it. Because the church is the place that God built, Jesus cleansed, and made it whole for us. Well, the people that first understood what God had done, they were nomads. They, they didn't have a permanent place. But they would always move their village, their cattle, and all that they had to a place of green pastures. They, they could always find enough to eat, and they could always find plenty. In fact, you know the story of Abraham and Lot. They got so wealthy, they had to split up. Think about that. We're talking about prosperity, but I'm trying to tell you where it comes from. It comes from serving God. It ain't about the money. It's about your, your faith. It's about your understanding. You, you know how you got that? You keep saying some people went to battle for you. You know why they went to battle for you? Because God told them to go to battle for you. Don't reduce what God has done. Things don't just happen when you can't understand why it's like that. Don't you look for somebody. Look for Jesus because he's the reason. I keep trying to tell people. I, in my lifetime, at least recently, I can't remember everything I used to know. But uh, we had two miracles in 2020. Two miracles. Miracle number one, they found a way to address that nasty COVID virus. We didn't think so. Had us all scared to death. Locked up in our places. That's a miracle, y'all. That's a miracle. The second miracle, they got that fool out of the White House. That's a miracle. We didn't have the power to do it. We didn't. But God didn't like the way his people were being treated. So God changed it for us. And we don't understand. That's a miracle. You know, contrary to popular belief, our worst enemy is not Satan. It's us. We are our worst enemy. God blesses us, we take it, and then we go another way. Don't start rewriting the Bible. You ain't able. You're not capable. But start living it. 
Watch what God does in our presence. You see, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit is still real, y'all. I remember in my young days, Pastor, I had a member that I was pastoring. She was 95 years old at that time. And uh, then I found out that she was taking care of herself, getting on the plane, going where she wanted to go, didn't need no assistance. Then she could cook her own food, and everybody wanted some of what she cooked. I mean, I'm trying to tell you, I mean, she was 95, but by that time she was 98. She was still doing it. And so I said, now, here's the message. The message is, I better take a close look at that. If she is 95 years old and able to do all of that, that's got to be something in there that, that, that's going to help me to get up there too. You see, you got to understand that God blesses us through other people. You see, if, if we would start mingling with those that we despise, things would change. Don't tell me it won't. It will change because you got Christ in you. Christ is still everything that we touch. We got to believe it. I don't give up on no generation. It's not my responsibility to do it. But it's my responsibility to let my light shine. If I let my light shine, somebody's got to change. Because they're going to see my light. And they're going to know my history. They're going to know where I came from. They're going to know I, I didn't have no bootstraps because I didn't have no boots. But I'm trying to tell you that God can do wonders just by us letting our light shine. Now, God wanted a unified church. Listen to me closely now. He wanted a unified church. Yeah, in other words, he wanted one church. But God wasn't talking about the Baptists and the AMEs. He was talking about the redeemed and the unredeemed. He wanted the redeemed to say so to the unredeemed. You see, it's our responsibility. It's our responsibility to change the environment in which we live in. We let it get like this, but we ought to go to work to try to change it and get something healthy into our environment. Well, how do you know that he wanted that? Well, James, in the third chapter, 17th verse, he says, it's easy to tell when something is from God. Listen to me closely now. Hey, I'm not prophetic. You got to listen. I'm not profound. You got to listen. I'm just reading. I'm just reading. And, 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 and even, even my reading is not perfect because I'm going to mispronounce some words. So, but this, this, this is what James says. James, James, James says, the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceful, then gentle, 
willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruit. See, if you can see that in a person, then you know it's from God. See, you know, you, you got to understand, we, I'm trying to help us to, that, that we want to venture out, but I'm trying to give you some tools to, to work with to, so that you can know that it's Jesus that's sending you someplace that you don't know why he sent you there. He sent you there because somebody needed to see a light. Somebody needs to know salt is still tasteless. We ought to understand that we got a purpose. Well, I keep trying to tell us, we better get on the ball. You know why? Because we have been told before what was going to happen if we didn't. Luke 19 chapter, somewhere starting right about the 41st verse, it says uh, that uh, when Jesus got near the city, he cried. The city was in such bad shape, it made Jesus cry. Think about that, y'all. And then it went on and said, with that, even today, knew the things that make for peace. Why won't we change? And then it went on to say, if we don't do it now, the days shall come upon us when your enemies will cast up a bank about you and surround you and hem you in on every area. And it went on to say that there'll be all kind of things going on, but the worst you and your children, you and your children would also be negatively affected. It warned us that that was going to happen. And it's warning us that if we don't do something, it's going to get worse. The church of Jesus Christ has but a single, a single focus. And that is to make sure that the word of Christ is going forth. We got to stop concentrating on what we think the church ought to have when the church already has it and all we got to do is carry it out. We got, look at what the, look at what the environment has done to us. Y'all look what it's done to us in the church. We are scared to be out at night. Oh, I understand now. I'm, 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 I'm not criticizing. I'm just like Paul. I'm just reading. But, but you know, the point I'm trying to get at, all of us suffer when we don't do what the Lord said. The redeemed of the Lord ought to know so. Now I tell you, let me take you down your road. I know in this church, it was my grandmother 
it may be your mother, they believed that if they were blessed by the Lord, that they ought to do what the Lord tell them to do. They were able to accomplish things that I couldn't understand. I never forget. I came up here when I moved up from here from North Carolina and took my son. He had a had a cold or something. I took him to the doctor. The doctor gave me a bill for ninety one dollars. That was uh, that was uh, fifty years ago. Ninety one dollars. I got on the phone and called my mom and said, "Mama, what's going on here? They, this man here charged me ninety one dollars for a common cold." I don't ever remember her spending a dime on. Uh, Kerosene and sugar, right. But, uh, you know, right, right, right. You know, the point I'm trying to get to, we took things in our own hands and neglected the things that God had already put in place. The redeemed of the Lord. Not all of you are blessed like I've been blessed, so I've got to do more than you do because God has done more in my life. I got to be able to show it. Well, we need to understand God has blessed us with every spiritual blessing that we should be holy and blameless before him. We fall short, but we ought to know what we ought to be. I tell people all the time, no right from wrong. So when you do wrong, you know you've done it. You know, you need to know. You need to know you've done wrong. Because if you know you've done wrong, you might think about correcting it. That's what, that's, that's all, all of us are. Pastors ain't no different. Even though now you're a top scholar. You know, there's no, no different. You know different. We got to understand that. You see, God gave us Jesus as a personal sacrifice. He gave us Jesus as a personal sacrifice so that we can have life. He sacrificed Jesus and Jesus bore all our grief and he carried out all our giving of sorrow. He did it for us. Those of us who made it through COVID, you've been blessed. You've been blessed. 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 Don't ignore the fact that that's a blessing. It wasn't because you had the right medicine. It wasn't because you had a mask. It was blessed because God said, I want to keep you here longer. Well, what does God ask for in return? Well, it's simple. God says, do all of that. And the only accolade I want is for you to say, it was for the praise of my glory. That's all God wants. He didn't ask us for anything but for the praise of his glory. He's saying that you 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 gotta you 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 got to take 
that and you got to do something with it. You got to go out and share the good news and let people know that Jesus Christ is still alive, that he's still active in this world, that he can still bind up the brokenhearted, that he can still do the things that he thought we thought he could not do. He can still make a, a way out of no way. He can still make the mountain so. He can still do all of those things. And if we trust in him, he will renew our strength and anoint us with fresh joy. So remember this. How in the world, those people out there that Jesus wants us to bring into our fold, how in the world are they going to know if the preacher don't tell them? Not good enough for me to be preaching to you. I'm preaching to the choir that abandoned me. (laughs) But I forgive you all too. But I just want you to know I didn't notice it. Okay. But you see, how are people to even call on the name of Jesus? when they don't know they're supposed to do it. How in the world do you expect for them to know what I'm talking about unless we tell them? How in the world they know? I had a kid once, and he was in our, come over in the evening and work in our computer lab. He was was a young fellow, 12 years old. They were all up there, and they they were self-governing because they knew that I had a big-time hammer that I would use on them. And, uh, and that was just cutting them off of the Internet. You know, once you do that, you know, you kid less likely to make a murder. But, uh, but he came up to the lab, to the computer lab, and he was swearing up and down. So my other kid came, Pastor Baldry, so-and-so, and he just cussing up a storm up here. What you going to do? You going to put him out? I said, no. I said, because he doesn't know any better. We got to teach him. That's what we got to do. He's only repeating what he hears. You know, the only, you know, the only reason I don't want to do it now because a lot of can't tell you why, but anyway. <laughs> don't be laughing at me because you're the same. The point I'm trying to make is that if we can see ourselves, we can see where we came from and see where we need to be. And what we need to do is put in our main agenda that we're going to make sure we let our lights shine. Take the bushel basket off that light. That's all we got to do. People need to see healthy people. They need to see people who still trust in God. They still need to understand that for the he's only asking somebody to praise him, for the effort that he's putting into it. So I say to you, let's go forth. Let's remember that the world is still in God's hand. Let us also remember that God is asking us to do just to praise him, just to show recognition that we love him 
as he loves us. Now, finally, I'll say to you that the ultimate plan of a unified church can happen. It can happen. It really can if we decide we're going to do our part. And as long as you do your part, God will do the rest. So we are working, working for the praise of his glory. Let us thank God that he had mercy, that he had kindness in his heart for us. Because all of us needed that same grace and mercy. Let us not kid ourselves. Didn't get here because of your works. But you got here because of God's love for you. God bless you. Amen. At this time, we want to open the door of the church. Well, the door of the church is open. You can come now if you are disconnected from a church, if you don't have a church home, if you want to be a part of this congregation or you want us to send you somewhere else, whatever it is, this is your opportunity. The door of the church is open. You can come now by letter, Christian experience, or candidate for baptism. You can just come down now. Amen. Amen. I'm getting excited because I think somebody's going to walk. Amen. 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 You can come down. You can come down now. Hallelujah. Amen. Come on, put your hands together. Come on. I done told y'all about being excited now. Come on. Look. Ooh, Lord. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can come now. Hallelujah. God bless you. 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 Amen. Amen. There's still room. There's still room. You can come now. You, again, if you're disconnected from a church, you don't have a church home, you can come now. Amen. Come on, church. Y'all know this. Come on, Lord, I love you. Come on, is there one more? Is there one more? Come on, sing that. I love you, Jesus. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I love you. I love you. 
Church, we have Tintin Irawati from Wisconsin. She is joining us based on her Christian experience. Hallelujah! We want to say welcome. We want to say welcome. We don't talk, y'all. We don't talk. God bless you. Thank you for coming. We are really grateful to the Ebenezer family, the pastor person, all, everybody here. I feel so blessed. God bless you all. I'm so blessed to have you here. That's all we need to hear. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Hallelujah. Y'all give her another hand clap. Amen. 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 Keep that going. Dana's going to have a stroke up in here. Let me just say, y'all keep that going. Y'all keep that going. 600. I wanted to say thank you to everyone for being here today. You have made this day incredibly special to me and my wife. I certainly one that could not stand here could not be here without the support of my wife, Dr. Pamela Person. As many of you know, she's had a very challenging year, and uh, she's taking it one day, one step at a time. Anybody a witness in this place? Amen. So y'all keep her lifted. Y'all keep her lifted. Y'all keep her lifted in prayer. Um, y'all pray for me in that she's uh, going away tomorrow. She's going to New York to be with our daughter uh, on a mother-daughter trip. So she left me with the dog. So uh, that's okay. But she needs to get away. and She needs to, her and our daughter will be able to be together uh, in New York City. So... 
she's going on her own credit card. Praise the Lord. <laughs> we have a special presentation. Ebenezer has a special presentation. On behalf of Ebenezer, first of all, we just want to say thank you. Anytime you can put up with the pastor for 20-some years, put up with Ebenezer for four years, with the stuff we do and the stuff we say, and it's all out of love, and you take it and you deal with it, and you continue to shine. This has been a trying year for our family, but we just want to encourage you to stay strong. There's power in the word, and if you stand on the word, you shall do more abundantly than you, you can ever ask or think. You are a child of God. Let your light so shine before men that they see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. You have been doing a wonderful work here, woman. Stand strong in the power of the Lord. Oh, you just don't know. You stay sure. Because God is able. He will see you through. I've heard the stories. You stand still and let see the salvation of God. So I want to give you these flowers. I'm going to take one for my wife and give her one. But I'm going to give you the rest of them. To show you that I'm not lying. God bless you. be the glory. Only a brother can do that. Thank you. Thank you once again. We thank, I, I wanted to say this, and I know we, we're going upstairs, and those who are saying thank you for being here. I want to acknowledge my, my, my mentor, my pastor, my friend, Reverend Leon Perry III, whenever he had his anniversary, he would always recognize me. And it wasn't my anniversary, it was his anniversary. But he always recognized me because I served with him. And so I want to recognize Dr. Minister Dana King, who serves with me. I believe, and I learned this from Pastor Perry, I believe that you have to also support and sow in to the lives of those who serve with the pastor. Because there are some days and nights and moments when only he and I can talk about some things. And we can be raw and real. And we may not like it, what, what's coming out, but we at least have the relationship where we can be honest. And so I want to thank him because it ain't been easy. It ain't been easy for none of us. Making the sausages ugly business. But to God be the glory for the great things he has done. We're going to stop here. Uh, I, I, since my mother and my brother almost made me promise that I wouldn't sing, I'm going to ask Stan. 
Stanley and Brow just to do a course or two of this. And then Minister King will give us our benediction to Pastor Baldrick. Thank you so much for being here at Ebenezer. You have made our hearts glad by your encouragement and by your word today. To the only wise God, be majesty, dominion, and power, now and forever. Let the church say amen, amen, amen. While you're here, while you're standing here, let us bless the food. We pray now that we bless the food, we bless the hands that prepared it. Let it be nourished to our bodies in Jesus' name. Amen. See, I just saved y'all some time. Bless the Lord. I love you. 